Hey, Pepin. Yo, yo, Steve. I've been thinking about uh, breakup stories lately and dating stories in general. Really, really? That sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have some people who want to call into the show. They're big fans, and uh, I think we should uh, have them on. Yeah, we need them to talk. have a second guest here really glad we can have her on jen how's it going jen it is just fantastic how are you today i'm actually really great um had a headache took some tylenol so we're good now um tell me a little bit about yourself tell uh, actually i know about you pretty well tell our listeners and peppin and peppin hi peppin hey my name is jen um I guess for the purposes of this podcast, I was from Maine. I've moved to Florida. I've lived in Jersey. I've lived in Arkansas. I lived in London. And for a period of time, I was a serial meet me and Tinder dater since pickings are kind of slim when you move around a lot. And uh, I also have no filter. So that was it was good fun. It was good fun for me. Well, no filter is perfect for our show. <laughs> we talk about a lot of inappropriate things, but... Um, I, I'm definitely excited to have you on here today. And the topic that we've been going on is uh, either awkward dating stories yes. or breakup stories. Um, and you know, you you mentioned Meet Me and Tinder; those are both uh, dating apps. Is that accurate? Yes, they're fan fantastic. And if you can't hear the sarcasm in my voice, and I could do it better, but <laughs> I appreciate the bookend on that. So what exactly is the difference between Meet Me and Tinder? I, I've heard Tinder is really good for hookups, but I don't know much about Meet Me. They're almost essentially the same. Meet Me is kind of like you can technically use them both for friends or for hookups or for dates. But Meet Me is like, do you want to meet this person or would you be interested in meeting this person? And you can message anyone, regardless of whether you quote-unquote match with each other, which is whether you say you want to meet each other mutually. So you can message anyone, no matter what. I imagine that leads to the creep department being pretty full up for you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, even when I – I think I had a picture as an experiment that was just me in, like, a turtleneck sweater – and my face, and I had no other pictures, and it was still like, I would like to see what you look like without that sweater on. And I was like, okie dokie. Well, t to be fair, you you are a very pretty girl, so... Oh, uh, stop it, you. But, but, <laughs> but, I don't think I've ever, I've ever gone that far to be like, I want to see what you look like without that turtle on. <laughs> right? My other sweater is a straight jacket, so... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the one you should normally be in. <laughs> so do you still want to meet or nah? <laughs> well, for a lot of people, that would make them want to meet you more. Especially after the Suicide Squad movie. Seriously, everybody's like, I want a batshit crazy chick. Yeah, until she bites your <laughs> dick off. <laughs> What's wrong with that? You want your dick bitten off? I don't know. I mean, if, if it's good enough to all the ladies out there if you know how to bite dicks off real good nate's looking whatever floats your goat man <laughs> so uh speaking of goats do you have a good story about one of these awkward dates 
I thought you were going to ask for a story about a goat, and I actually do have one of those, but it's wrestling related, not date related. But <laughs> let's let's start with the dates, and we can work our way into wrestling a goat. <laughs> okay, so maybe they'll maybe they'll intersect somewhere. Oh God, let's see. Well, okay, the first one, the first one I ever went on, the first date, and I had never, I don't really do dates. It was always just kind of like a meet, hang out, hang out some more. Hey, I like you, kind of thing. So. My mom's super paranoid, and when I talked about the whole online dating thing with her, she's like, you're going to meet a serial killer, you're going to get raped, you're going to die, it's going to end terribly. So, you know, I had a really positive outlook going into this. And just to be clear, this is the first online dating you've done, or are we talking about dating in general? The first online dating, definitely. I mean, I've been on dates before, but never blind dates like this. Where I hadn't met the person. So, yeah, just, like, with friends or people you meet at work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, this one was, the first one, his profile was, like, pretty generic. It wasn't anything, nothing stood out to me, really. And I was like, oh, this guy's a freak, or this guy's awesome. But he seemed really laid back, and he liked video games. So, I was like, okay, cool. So, mind you, for all of these occasions, I was getting free dinner and free beer. And I know that makes me sound like a terrible person, but at the same time, I am not going to, like, go for a walk around a deserted lake where I could potentially be murdered or mugged or raped or something. So, restaurant, bar, good good idea. It was a good idea. Scale of 1 to 10, how hot was he? This first guy? Um, he was about a before the beer or after the beer? Oh. <laughs> when you agreed <laughs> to meet up with him. Um, he was about a seven, I would say. I usually don't go for under a six. Fair enough. You go out to a restaurant. There's alcohol involved. Please, go on. It's always a place I work, mind you, so my coworkers can watch. And if shit gets really awkward, I can just be like, hey, I got to go help with this thing because we're busy. So I always had a bailout plan. And this was definitely, I hit the eject button real fucking fast. Because one of my opening lines, aside from, if you're a fruit, what kind of a fruit would you be? Because that's a really fucking good question. Kumquat. Why, though? Why? And don't say just because you like it or because you like the way kumquat sounds or because it has cum in it. Like, me, good reason. Because it has cum in it, like me. Oh my god, that's a terrible reason. That's a ter- well, I mean, me sometimes, too. But you don't hear me saying, I want to be a kumquat. So what what kind of fruit do you want to be? I would be a coconut because every year they kill more people than sharks. Also because they have a hard exterior and a sweet interior. Now, is it really fair to spring a question like that when you have this planned, thought-out answer that you've thought of before on somebody who's never thought about it and expect them to have a quick answer that has deep meaning? Well, I mean, they don't have to answer me in five seconds. I expect them to take some time to think about it. But, I mean, if the first thing out of their mouth is apple, why? Because I like them, then I'm going to be like, oh, wow, you have zero imagination. Get out of my face. They got to at least put a little thought into it. So I will come back with an answer at the end of the podcast. Great. (laughs) I'm going to think hard about this. So you asked him about fruit, and then uh, you said there was a second question, and this is where shit started to swing. Yes. The follow-up, I guess, statement it would be, and obviously 9 out of 10 people, 9 out of 10 people with a brain – would not take this question seriously. I was like, so what's your life story? Big fucking mistake with Captain Literal, okay? <laughs> Big mistake. So he's like, we're going to have to order another beer. And I was like, okie dokie. <laughs> Don't have to tell me twice. And then I thought he was reading me lyrics to a Jason Aldean song. 
or something because that's how it sounded and it started it was really laid back i'm see mind you this is in arkansas sorry i should have mentioned that this is in arkansas um so jason aldean's song he's like well i was raised in a small town just outside of conway which was where we were which is kind of like a city and in the middle of nowhere went to a small high school i know everybody and <laughs> then it was like i got married when i was 18 um, I got this girl pregnant. I had known her forever and we had to get it together. And then she started cheating on me with my best friend. And then I confronted my best friend about it. And she told me she was leaving me for him and she was taking the baby. And then the baby became him and literally continued to tell me like all these terrible things that had happened to him while I'm sipping my beer, just staring. Was the baby his? Uh, he said he we got there eventually. He's like, started making me question if the baby was mine. She took my dog and then they repossessed <laughs> my truck and then I got in trouble for drug. Mind you, now he's telling me that I got in trouble because they caught me with dope, but it wasn't my dope and I was like, okie dokie, buddy. <laughs> and he was like, and then I mean, I started using, but then I went to rehab for a while and I'm in a really good place right now and I just hope you don't judge me for it. And I'm sitting here and I swear, <laughs> Like, my beer has been empty for about five minutes, but I am still desperately sucking on the straw. <laughs> okay, so the, the second thing he says to you after talking casually about fruit is literally the most horrible things that have happened in his life in succession chronologically yes it's like when you go to a party and that drunk girl is crying and tells you all these awful things and you're just sitting there like fidgeting with yourself looking for all the windows and doors and methods of escape you could possibly use that was me that's that sounds like a, a pretty devastating date so you uh you you got out of there pretty quick or did you uh test did you continue to test the waters and see how far you could delve into this story hit the eject button I mean, he was also one of those people that never lets you talk, and I like to talk, but at the same time, I can take turns. This guy just did not want to take turns, ever, to the point where, like, I would ask him a question, like, pretending to be genuinely interested, because, I mean, in a way, it was like a car crash. I felt bad, like, ogling at it, but I couldn't look away at that point, so I was like, yeah, what happened next? For a little while. But, uh... He would just, like, ignore all my questions. And I was like, well, that's no fun. I want to find out, like, what the results of the paternity tests were. Like, who's the dad? Come on. Come on. Jerry. I mean, Jerry. This is practically my kid now because I know so much about him. <laughs> <laughs> like, pay me some fucking alimony. <laughs> uh, okay. So, <laughs> I, uh, I was like, I went out back. And this is one of my escape methods. I went out back and I went to my manager. I was like, yo, bombing right now, really bad. I'm just going to stand back here for a couple minutes and get my shit together. So she was like, okay. So I stood back there and I came out and I was like, hey, my manager just asked me if I could come in early for a shift. So I think we're going to have to kind of end our end our evening prematurely. And he was like, oh, okay. And we did the whole call me. And I was like, okay. And then I never did. And, you know. Okay. So, I mean, that, that's definitely, um, definitely a train wreck there. That was just my first one ever. Your first, uh, your first online dating experience. Yes, absolutely. App-based dating. Yep. <laughs> was that outcome surprising at all, based off his profile, or was it like, oh god, I, I could have never known? That was actually one of the ones that I didn't really see coming. Um, 
I don't know. A lot of the times you can tell if a guy's going to be like a douche or something where like you sit down and he's like, oh, you're fatter than you look in your pictures online. Okay, well, your dick is probably smaller than it looks like in your pictures online, so shut your mouth. But he didn't really seem like one of those dudes. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, it didn't sound like he was necessarily a douche either. He was just kind of No, not at all. It was just one of those things that you couldn't tell that was going to be like... I didn't know he was actually going to tell me like a Maury Povich episode's worth of his life story on the first date. Now, one thing I do want to point out is if you're going on these dates at work, while it does give you a good excuse, does it not also somewhat hinder the date because you have that excuse, you have that ability to eject at any time, so it doesn't really give the date a full chance to to fill out? What if the the last half of the date was outstanding and the first half was just rocky because he's a mess at meeting people. That's really true. I have given that a little bit of thought, but I'm impulsive as it is. Fair. And I can't really say that even there have been times when we have gone out to other places. Um, There was another time when we went to a different place and then he was driving me home and he was like, yo, I got to make a stop real quick. And he uh, got back in the car with an entire bag of pills. And I was just like, okie dokie. Well, was he sharing? Negative. Absolutely not. Um, Wow. What a whore. (laughs) I would have dropped that deuce so fast. (laughs) I asked him too. I was like, did you just just pick up a freezer bag full of drugs? (laughs) It was like, yeah, I just really, I hope you don't. And I was just like, word, do you? (laughs) I should have known that your job at Arby's did not pay for those brand new Nikes, my my boy. (laughs) I should have known. Rolling in those sweet Arby's bucks. Absolutely not. I love when people say they're grinding and then, like, you see employed at McDonald's. Bro, the only thing you're grinding me is an Egg McMuffin. (laughs) On that Arby's grind. You want want roast beef with this cheddar? Taking pictures with their money, even though you know, yo, bro, that's six hundred dollars. That's your rent. Stop. You're like, yo, bro, you ripped that out the cash machine. Let's... <laughs> you are about to go lose that money on your living expenses. <laughs> oh my goodness! The Arby's cash register is looking stacked today. Oh god, so, dude, seriously. No offense to anybody who works at Arby's. It is, uh, it is hard to be on the grind out there, but uh, I've done my time at fast food places. Don't, don't be yeah. fronting. So, Ar- Arby's was a bust. Um, Maury Povich was a bust. Mm. Um, do you do you have anything anything else? Um, I mean, it sounds like they were. I I could go all night. Okay, that sounded weird. Uh, phrasing. <laughs> um, so, um, do you have any particularly horrifying uh, breakup stories that would that would be good for me to exploit on my podcast? Breakup stories. Yes. Yes. I guess it was more traumatic, I think, than anything else. And I was just like, oh, my God, this guy is batshit crazy. I dated this dude for like nine months. And this one isn't very funny. It's just kind of like, holy shit. Dated this dude for nine months. And my car had broken down. So when he broke up with me, I had no way to come back and get my stuff. And he was like, I give you eight hours to come pick up your shit. And I was like, okay, I'll try my best. But I worked seven out of eight of those hours, and I don't have a car, so I don't know how I'm going to come back and get my stuff. So mind you, we had a fish tank. We had, like, a 75-gallon fish tank. It had, like, a bunch of random things in it, fish and, like, a turtle and stuff. I come back. And not only has this crazy motherfucker 
cut the heads off of, okay, I love My Little Pony. I'm just going to say that right now. Judge me. Judge me. Do it. Judging. Go on. He's cut the heads off all of my My Little Ponies with one of those, like, super hot saw things. So cut the heads off all of my ponies and dumped bleach in our fish tank. What? I should not. Okay, hold on. Back up. So you're dating for most of a year, and then you guys break up. Explain this breakup to me. Um, okay, we broke up three times total. The first time was because, oh my god. And, okay, I'll get your opinion on this so we can finally settle the score. So, obviously, we were dating, and there were these girls, and I called them sluts because they were literally sluts. I remember one point I was working at Denny's. One of them comes out of the bathroom drunk as fuck. Lifts up, she's not working, she's eating there. Lifts up her shirt, shows me her boobs, and she's like, I got my tits pierced in Denny's. Granted, there was only, like, one table there because it was the middle of the night, but just, like, lifts her shirt. So girls like that. Were they nice? Yes, but that uh, there are lots of nice sluts. There are lots of nice sluts. Did you take a picture? Did I what? Take a picture? <laughs> there are tiny little boobies. I'm sure I have them somewhere in the so world. So there were girls, that, and, and he was hanging out with them. They were his friends. How did, how did he relate really. to these sluts? Party acquaintances. But the fact of the matter is we were dating, and he went and told them that I called them sluts. So I was like, yo, you're my boyfriend. Why would you do that? Like, why would you just go tell these people what I said about them? I told you this. Sounds like a breach of trust. I told, and it's not like I went around saying it to everybody. I told it to him. And I was like, why would you do that? And he got pissed and he broke up with me. Can't remember the second reason. Think we're drunk. Blah, blah, blah. Third reason is he is very drunk. And he's like, we get into a fight about something. And he's like, leave. So I left. Okay. And then he texts me at 7 in the morning. And he's like, come back. So I'm like, okay. So I came back, and then he's like, why the fuck did you come back? And I'm like, these text messages right here, where you're telling me to come back, and he's like, I don't want you to come back, I'm done with this, we're over. That was the breakup. Nonsensical. None of it made sense. It was all just an episode of Pee Wee's Playhouse, I swear to God, minus the child pornography, plus a lot of alcohol. Was he drunk when he sent you those texts or something? Uh, probably. He was pretty drunk all the time. So the breakup was because you came back when he told you to come back? Yes. Yes. That that doesn't make sense. Oh, I remember the second breakup. This entire relationship didn't make sense. The second breakup was because... Okay, we're going to get a little female graphic here. This I, is with the same guy to be... Yes, yeah, same guy, but the second breakup. Just to clarify. Okay. Um... I told him to go to the store and buy tampons, right? We were dating for like six months. They're fucking tampons. Let's be real here, okay? Like, I go buy condoms for yo dick. Why can't you buy me tampons for my vagina? Anyway, so, told him to go buy tampons. He freaks out. He freaks out. Like, above average, loses his shit about menses, okay? And I was like, I don't know why you're being such a child. It's a period right now. Like, your mother probably wanted her period, but she ended up with you. How tragic. Ta-da! Freaked out about Menzies. So yeah, after that, tells me to come back. We break up. Go away for a while. He says, come back in eight hours, get your shit. When I come back, all of my ponies are decapitated, and there's bleach in our fish tank. That's really screwed up. Who does that? I'm the fucking mugger, this kid. Somebody who's as unstable as you. Uh... You see what I did there? I don't know about bleach in the face. I've never done something that bad on a breakup. 
No. Although no. one time I did hook up with this guy, and I woke up in the morning, and I was just like, oh, my God, what have I done? And uh, so I didn't know how to get him out because he was one of those dudes that just doesn't want to leave. So I looked at him, and I was like, hey, do you like to cuddle after? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, I don't. Please leave. <laughs> that sounds That's effective. Me. <laughs> so one important question to ask here is, did the ponies survive? No, they were beheaded. Would you survive if I cut your head off? I still have, like, severe psychological trauma over it. If I was a horse doctor, maybe. Were they arranged in any sort of pattern, or was this, like, a yes, willy-nilly yes. type thing? No! All of my ponies are exactly where they're supposed to be. Please don't get me started on the arrangement of the ponies first and the off, pony royal court. First off, you called into this show. Secondly, you hey. brought it up. So please, tell me about pony court. <laughs> are we serious here? I think I have 13 rainbow dashes, and they all have to be an equal distance from each other. And I have a bunch of ones that I got from Funko Pop. And I have a lot of those ones that came in the little mystery bags. And I have this really big stuffed rainbow dash that um, sings when you uh, push its cutie mark. I was freaking out really bad. And Katie comes over and she's like, here, take a rainbow dash. And it sings, right? So she pushed the button and it started singing and everything was right with the world. <laughs> that is fucking crazy, Jen. And that's literally maybe one hundredth of all the talking I can do about the ponies. So this pony court—it's not like a real court, though. It's like a just like a walkway, not like a, a you know judge and gavel kind of court. Is this court like like royal, like a royal court or like a, a judicial court? It's a royal court. Oh, okay. Are you kidding? No, oh, I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking the hard-hitting questions here. I am the Anderson Cooper of this show. <sighs> Ponies don't get judged. They get forgiven and they learn the, like, wrongness of their actions. Is there pony divorce court? Of course not. Ponies don't get divorced. They find the loves of their lives and they meet for life and they stay together forever. The end. Really? Yes. Did you know they can always find water? <laughs> Ponies can? Horses, they can always find water. <laughs> I feel like this is a joke that I'm not understanding. <laughs> it's I'm a little offended. throwback for our listeners. I remember one time I was uh, I was in the stairwell sophomore year of college, um, and uh, I was I was really mad. My my girlfriend at the time and I had just just uh, had quite a spat. I actually I got blackout angry and I I texted her some of the mean, meanest things I've ever said in my life. But then she put her, her mom put a restraining order on me. It was a big thing. Um, but, but the, the, the point I want to get at here is that after that breakup, um, I was in the stairwell and, and Jen happened to see me there and it was oh, like God. two in the morning. So, so we just, we went out to my car and turned the heat on cause it was fucking freezing. It was like the middle of winter and we just listened to the Smash Mouth Astro Lounge um, yes! <laughs> CD um, and, ju and just talked at like two in the morning randomly. Um, and that was uh, that's one of my most my most precious memories from all of college is, <laughs> is that one right there. And that was that uh, was the best time. That was a Jen story uh, and, a, <laughs> and a Smash Mouth story. And I think they, they go hand in hand. I think all of you should just go back and listen to that entire album, because if that doesn't truly define like the 90s 
for all of you, it should. Smash Mouth Astro Lounge is one of the, the greatest albums of the 90s, hands down. Absolutely. Yeah, easily. I have never listened to it. Well, you will now. You really need to do that. You need to do that with your life. If I impart one little nugget of wisdom on anyone listening to the show, it's, um, well, aside from probably never use Tinder unless you are female trying to get laid because dudes really won't have much luck. It's listen to Astro Lounge. Listen to Astro Lounge to get laid. Listen to Astro Lounge. Wait, so I shouldn't use Tinder if I want to get laid? If you're a dude and you want to get laid and you try to use Tinder and Meet Me, you're really probably not going to have a lot of luck because the demographic for Tinder and Meet Me is like... Nine times out of ten, girls are looking, they're on there looking for, like, actual dates and relationships. And nine times out of ten, dudes, okay, I won't say nine times out of ten. Six times out of ten, dudes are on Meet Me and Tinder to fuck. The other three times, and yes, I know my math is wrong, hold on. The other three times, they're, like, really creepy, absurdly nerdy fat dudes wearing fedoras, taking pictures on, like, old webcams trying to, like, find an extravagantly attractive girl to date them. And then, like, one out of ten is, like, a dude who wants a relationship. So, hypothetically, what would be the best dating site to go to if you just wanted to fuck? And you're a guy. Probably the corner of West and Maine in Portland. Pokemon Go? Pokemon Go, I mean, is pretty good. Oh. We've we've learned that. If you just want to fuck, I would say just go to a bar and buy a slutty looking chick a bunch of drinks and then be like yo let's go back to my place and then ta-da that's kind of date rapey though get her drunk and just like hey come on it needs to be in that range where she can still consent well yeah obviously i'm not telling you to go date rape someone (laughs) christ jen you're a really bad influence on nathan i am a terrible influence on everyone i don't mean to be final story what you got for us okay oh god final story okay i guess the ron jeremy story the ron jeremy story that was a good date sounds like a pretty big story okay so i was in florida i was working for disney world and i met this dude he was one of my co-workers and he was cute and he was from daytona so one of the days or one of the weeks that we had a couple days off he was like hey do you want to go to daytona for a little while and hang out and i was like sure why not it's fucking daytona beach so we go down to daytona beach drive around and we're in one of those like super ghetto kind of projecty areas down in florida that they won't deliver pizza to and we're listening to the radio we're driving around and we hear that ron jeremy's gonna be at a liquor store and I was like, holy fucking shit, Ron Jeremy, where's that? And it turns out that it's like maybe five miles away. And he's like, I know this place, let's go. So I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. So we go, and it's relatively, sorry, I forgot to say, it's relatively early in the evening. It's like maybe six o'clock. I just want to be clear. When you say he's going to be at a liquor store, is this like for like a meetup thing or like a greeting? Or is he just going to be there to get some beer or something oh he was promoting he has a rum out called ronde jeremy (laughs) which was actually really good it tasted kind of similar to captain morgan's tattoo but not as cheap and sleazy more salty less salty less salty (laughs) more smooth more smooth yes very funny i see what you did there Plus, it had little mustaches on the bottle, and that was actually pretty awesome. That's a selling point. So uh, it's five miles away, and it's Ron Jeremy. What do you do? And I'm going because Ron Jeremy's the man. Also, I was 19 at the time, so there was that. 
So we go to this thing, and the first thing I see is bitches with nipple pasties on. And I'm just like, okay, this is going to be a good time. This is going to be a great time, because I love Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy's the man. I know so many things about Ron Jeremy. What do you love about him the most? Um, Aside from the mustache, or are we counting the mustache? Or... Besides the mustache. Besides the mustache? That's a given. Um, He's fucking hilarious, actually. In person, he's really, really funny. And he, I got him to say pasta bazool, which was also really funny. He's just a really funny guy. He's really personable, really down to earth, not snobbish at all, like super chill and laid back. But we'll get to this. Also, for any listeners who aren't aware, Ron Jeremy is like a 70s, 80s porn star who is known for having a giant dick. That is incorrect. Oh, my God. He is oh, not known for having a giant dick. He's known he for having a slightly weight. He is. I am the Ron Jeremy authority. Oh, oh, okay. He's known for having an above average size dick. However, what he is most famous for in the pornography industry is being able to come on command. So, Ron Jeremy is extremely famous for being in pretty much every porn ever. That was ever made between the 70s and the 90s, yes. He's also in Ghostbusters. Is he really? Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew that. He's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. (laughs) That final scene where he finally explodes. Don't you naysay Ron Jeremy. On command. Don't you do it. He was in one of the Punisher movies, too, also. (laughs) That sounds like a porn title. The Punisher. Get out. <laughs> so, uh, see, so you go and there's there's pasties going on. There's girls with tits. What's going on there? There's nipple pasties. So obviously, I'm excited. Plus, I'm 19 and they're not carding me going into a liquor store. Mind you, I didn't know how liquor stores worked. I didn't know that they didn't card you as soon as you came in the door. So I thought everything was going great. Everything still went great. So I go in. There's like a maybe a two person line. There's like no one there. There's no hype. We're, granted, pretty much in the middle of the ghetto. It was very ghetto-y. It was a very ghetto-y liquor store, but hey, Ron Jeremy. So I was, I don't know, I guess I was attractive in a 19-year-old way then, or whatever. So we meet Ron Jeremy, and he's like, hey, girl, here, have a t-shirt. And I'm like, fuck yeah. So I have a t-shirt with Ron Jeremy's face on it that he signed on the boob, mind you. Um... Took a picture with Ron Jeremy. Cool, whatever. He's like, what are you guys doing later? And I looked at Date. Date looked at me. He was like, nothing. Obviously, Ron Jeremy asked if I was a date dude, and I immediately said no. But it was cool because it was Ron Jeremy. And he gives us a phone number. It was not his phone number because I tried calling it like a week later, and I didn't get Ron Jeremy. Gives us his phone number and an address, and he's like, hey, we're having a, what's it called, a promotional event at this hotel, if you guys want to come later. It's basically like an open house for a bunch of different people. We're promoting shows, we're promoting material, we're promoting drinks. So basically it was like a little porn party. And I'm like, yeah, let's go to the porn party! Sounds pretty great. It was awesome. We go back to the house, we get loaded, we drive to this porn party. It's at one of the not like super nice hotels on Daytona Beach Strip, but I would say maybe like a... Three and a half star, four star, if you don't really mind the beds being super uncomfortable. But it was on, like, the top two floors. There were nipple pasties everywhere. There were girls carrying, like, basically vibrator samples and dildo samples around on, like, trays and shit. Samples? Like, what do you mean by samples? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you, like, go out back and try them out? They got a a little toothpick in them? Well, they were literally... 
it was bizarre the way they were portrayed. It's like they were actually on platters and there were girls walking around in like black silk one pieces with like a dildo on a plate. <laughs> and they would be like, this is our new model sponsored by blah, blah, blah. And it would have X porn star's name on it. Wow, that was probably the worst uh, example letter I could have used. But um, they had movies. They had up and coming stars. Did you take one of the dildo no you couldn't things. take them you could like fondle them and oh you'd fondle them so yeah. it, was, it wasn't for you to try it was just for you to like touch yes and it was for you to like feel the material and stuff like that okay. and yeah it was basically like a big promotional party so i ended up going to a porn party with this dude and ron jeremy had his rum there and, and uh, talking to ron jeremy did you talk about the party at all like briefly there were a lot more people at the party. I don't think there were any, like, super famous people there. Because, honestly, Ron Jeremy isn't huge anymore. So, it wasn't it wasn't one of those, like, super swanky, oh my god, famous people only kind of things. I think it was just, like, a regular promoting material kind of thing. I spoke to him briefly. I was like, hey, thanks for the invite. And he was like, sweet. And then he grabbed my boobie and then sent me on my way. And that sounds amazing. That was, that was really... It was pretty awesome. I have pictures... Of the, you can take pictures up at the party because this was all stuff that like hadn't been actually released yet, so they didn't allow you to have pictures or anything. But I have a shit ton of pictures from the liquor store and the t-shirt and the rum. I got a free bottle of rum. He didn't even card me at all. <laughs> I got a free bottle of rum. I was fucking nineteen years old, so I thought that was pretty much the best thing ever happened to me. That sounds pretty awesome. Um... Yeah, I still have the bottle upstairs in my bedroom. You have some wild stories, Jen. Uh, I'm definitely glad. I'm definitely, I'm definitely glad you were able to call in today. Um, you know, let's say, let's say people wanna 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 hear more of your stories. Is there somewhere they can get at you and follow you on Twitter, or do you have a Tumblr? I have a Facebook, but that's really about it. I mean, I post a funny shit on there. I need to make a YouTube or a Tumblr. I've been thinking about it lately. But I haven't really gotten around to it yet. You're all on the media thing. Maybe you can help me. All right, I'll uh, I'll hook <laughs> you up. And uh, you know, if you get something between now and then, um, I'll uh, I'll put a link in the description of this episode or something. Um, and if not, then people can fuck off. Um, uh, there, yeah. There that. is one more question I really really need to ask. Um, Nate, what type of fruit would you be? Yes. I think I would be an apple. Oh, my God. And why would you be an apple? Oh, well, don't make me mad. Steve, as you know, I am actually a big fan of apples. Back in college, I had a whole drawer full of apples. You did. You had bags of apples. Like, did you really? Like, probably like 30 or 40 apples at a time. Huh. You see, at the, at the college we went to, you got them for free with your lunch. And so I just collected them. And I... Intended to eat them, but never got around. We never had an apple shortage. Interesting. Kind of like I collect shitty ex-boyfriends. Very similar. Just leave them <laughs> lying around, and eventually they rot, and you got to throw them out. But yep, at least they were there for a few... them somewhere. No one can find them. Exactly, and then they'll grow into a boyfriend tree. A shitty boyfriend tree. Well, you know, it is what it is. Some people got to settle. I just have to smear cow shit on the ground where I planted. The boyfriend apple, maybe that'll work. That might help um, help them them grow a little bit better. This is getting very complicated. Uh, so, um, any last thoughts, Jen? Um, 
just don't use dating apps. They're terrible. Go out and meet people in real life. Go to bars. Get drunk. Be shitty at fool. Do it the real people way. It's more fun that way. Plus, then you can't get catfished. Your number one advice to to our listeners is uh, don't use dating apps. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Jen, as always, it's uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I thank you for calling in. Um, Thanks for thanks for supporting the show, and uh, I'll I'll talk to you later. Okie dokie. Have a good one. You as well. Thanks, Jen. See you later. Bye. Do you want to be a guest on We Need to Talk? Well, get at us. We're at Twitter at WNTT1. Also, we're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash We Need to Talk Show. And, you know, it, it, can be, it can be scary talking to random people we don't know, but we want to believe that you know us, our intimate details. You know about that time I put that cinder block in front of my room? I mean, I might still have that cinder block. And you know about that time where uh, Steve did that thing? So, get at us at We Need to Talk. And ending today's podcast, we have a song that I wrote a while ago, made a raps on it, and it's, I think it holds up, all right? And hey, enjoy.
dark side, the moon is way too, way too cold, cold. How can I pretend to live? What are the chances of me flipping, flipping coin, coin, coin? If my thoughts began to think, began to think, it'd be, it'd be. 